You are listening to the Salty Witches Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Austin. Of course, we're back with Mike. Hello. And we are discussing psychic hygiene on this episode. You seem very like down-tempo tonight. Like you're being very chill and calm. It's almost like, like NPR. It's unnerving. Anyway, yes, we are discussing psychic hygiene tonight. Come on, you gotta bring a little bit of fire, Austin. That's what our listeners like. Do they do they like my fire? They do actually, yeah. We had somebody comment on the episode that you guys did last week without me. Ugh. So sad I missed that one. You were sick. I was sick. Um anyway. And yeah, we had somebody comment on the one of the iPod streaming places that the podcast is on. iPod? I don't know what I'm saying. One of the streaming services. Anyway. Um, And they were like, we love Austin. He's the best. And I was like, oh, well, great. That that makes all the rest of us that contribute feel like shit. But, uh, oh, okay. Um, Anyway, that's all right. So you once again are the shining star in my dark night sky. Well, thank you. All right. Psychic hygiene. Okay, so Austin, let's talk a little bit about what it is. What is, how, how would you explain psychic hygiene to somebody who was... Really very new to pretty much anything to do with psychic kinds of kinds of activity or ability. <clears throat> psychic hygiene, the way I explain it is much how I explain physical hygiene. It's about not just keeping your energy field clear, but it's also making sure that it is um, not affecting others. You know, yeah, you may have showered that day, but if you're a person who has BO and you've been sweating, other people are going to be smelling your BO. Right. And it's the same with psychic and energetic hygiene. You know, if you're carrying around a whole fuck ton of (laughs) first swear, Um, (laughs) if you're carrying around a whole fuck ton of crappy, gross, negative energy from either baneful work that you've done or just people you've interacted with or the day you've had and you're sensitive, you're probably going to be projecting that outwards. Okay. And so psychic hygiene is, again, it's just like physical hygiene. Just like you brush your teeth so your breath doesn't smell, you need to make sure, uh, and, and that you don't get cavities, you need to make sure that you're taking care of those things on an energetic level so that way you don't get energetic cavities or stinky energy. Okay. All right. So what are some things that would cause stinky energy? <laughs> the way you put that. Um, excuse me. What What are some things that would cause um, someone to to have like some problems? Like basically, someone that would be. And I, I hesitate to use this term or this word because you know we we know that this isn't how things work. No, no one is necessarily unclean, right? But but when you look at someone that would be, you know, kind of manifesting with some some funky kind of psychic mm-hmm. energy, like what what usually has happened around that particular individual that would create that? Sometimes. It's as simple as they've had a bad day. Other times it's that they just legitimately are not a good person and are unaware of it. Most of the time it's around... That seems kind of subjective though. Like, like it define, seems subjective. Define not a good person. Because... Someone who... Um, not a good person is not the right word. But someone who tends to not play well with others. Okay, so someone that would, for just just you know, in a fairly you know blanket kind of term, someone that would be like fairly antisocial in yes. behavior. Okay, um, and right. that's not saying that you know introverts and people who are antisocial or have social anxiety are energetically 
unclean or unhygienic, but when you are constantly carrying around an attitude problem or a chip on your shoulder and you're projecting it outwards... Why are you looking at me? That... Um, cool, because I'm talking to you. Um, mm -hmm. But that will affect the energy field, right? Yeah. Um, other things that can affect the energy and make it, un quote-unquote, unclean would be, you know, what type of spirits are you working with? Are you someone who consistently works with um, energies that would be seen as a little bit more um, potentially dangerous and you're kind of carrying that energy around? Um, are you a medium who basically carts around a horde of dead people and you're basically pulling that dead energy into everything you do. Mm -hmm. Are you a are you a therapist even? Mm -hmm. A therapist who sits and people unload their deepest, darkest emotional secrets and baggage onto you, and then you have to somehow process that on an energetic level. So it's so many things okay. that can cause an imbalance in the energy that would be considered okay. quote-unquote unclean all right so what about so so we you kind of touched upon a couple of these i think with some of that answer so what 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 are, what are your would you say that this is something that could also stem from say um trauma that yes. someone could carry yes um you already kind of touched upon like like heavier kinds of emotion mm -hmm. right um what about like serious illness I've noticed that a lot of people who struggle or like people who are yes. like like even terminally ill yes. very often will have problems with mm -hmm. this kind of energy around them. And oh, it's not that oh, they're yeah. doing anything on purpose. Like it's just mm -hmm. like but that's the state of their being, you know, like they're just they're kind of Well, they're 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 their physical mm -hmm. body, if they're terminally ill or chronically ill, mm -hmm. um, their physical body is just a physical worldly representation of their energetic body. Mm. You know? Okay. And so if their body is sick and ill, their energy is going to be sick and ill. You know, a lot of people come in all the time and they go straight to cleansing because they dealt with someone at work that they didn't like or or they had bad negative emotions. When in reality, the best time to do a cleanse is like when you're sick. Hmm. You know, if you can get some of that goopy, gross, sick energy out of your energy field, mm -hmm. out of your aura, then your body will respond in tandem. Okay, well that seems to be like a fairly reactive kind of a way to work this. Well, let's let's focus or look at a more like proactive mm -hmm. kind of way. So we, we you and I both mm -hmm. have taught a class on this particular topic. Yep. You know, psychic hygiene, psychic defense, these kinds of things. And one of the things that we, we kind of talk about in that class is depending on um you know your whoever that they may be person's life circumstances the type of work they do the types of environments that they find themselves in how it would be uh or is better for some people to be proactive about this kind of a thing rather than reactive yes you know i think on, on like on on average day to day like just person you really you probably don't yeah. need to be too worried about no. this well, but you know say like you know like we've got um friends who are in the medical profession you know mm -hmm. and they're like working in like the emergency room where they're seeing the worst of people's traumas every mm -hmm. day you know or people that work in say like the um like the prison system mm -hmm. where they go in and they're they're in that environment for hours and hours yeah. every day and dealing with that energy every day you know these are people i think that that really could benefit from some sort of regular like i i need to kind of mm -hmm not only clear myself, but also maybe do something to kind of protect myself a bit. Yeah, I, I would most definitely agree with that. I mean, um, <clears throat> doesn't Lauren work in the 
prison system where she lives? So, um, quite possibly. I don't know if those are personal details she wants everyone that listens to the podcast to know. Um, um, anyway. Well, basically, what, what I'm getting at is, like, people like that, yeah, you, you need to be proactive about it, you know? Yeah, you can shield. Yeah, you can wear a protective talisman. You can carry your selenite and your black tourmaline if you want. Um, but it, it, it ultimately comes down to awareness as well. Okay. Let's, let's talk a little bit since you threw out the word awareness. Because one of the other groups of people that I'm seeing really struggle with this particular kind of thing, psychic hygiene and keeping mm-hmm. themselves kind of clean and clear here is these people who are always claiming to be empaths. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, and we, we talked to, I would say, I, I mean, even just today, we had at least two or three people in the shop who dropped that word, you know, and it's it's not that they're entirely wrong. You know, I mean, they could absolutely be sensitives, you know, mm-hmm. but their definition or understanding of what an empath is, what I would say would be incomplete. Mm-hmm. Well, the um, thing is, is people <clears throat> hear empath and they automatically go to, you know, 2000 circuit charmed where Phoebe develops mm-hmm. empathy yeah. and is like, Oh, I can feel your sadness. And it's like, cool. Yeah. Well, we've, we've talked on the prior episodes about how empathy is just a human. It's just thing. A thing. And yeah. everyone, everyone is empathic unless you have some sort of serious psychological issue. You're going yeah. to be empathic. Um, but, but I've noticed a lot of these people though, they, um, because they, they are sensitive. Many of them, like, like truly intuitively sensitive, um, that they do seem to get a little bogged down by a lot of the energies that they encounter, mm-hmm. you know, and rather than, um, you know, learning and finding ways maybe to ground that out or to shield themselves or to, to better work with the natural abilities that they have, they just kind of do the like, well, I guess I'm just a victim and I have to live like this yep. and I'm just going to carry this funky energy. And of course, those of the rest of us around these people yeah, that's a real treat for us too, right? Because I think I think you'll back me up on this that without fail, every time that we've had an interaction with someone, I'm not talking people here in the store, just just life in general, because everybody seems to be thinking that they're an empath now, you know, dropping that term. Um, that they're they're usually really not a whole lot of fun to deal with. Yeah, you know, they're they're extremely negative. You know, and they have a lot of uh, mental and emotional health mm-hmm. issues. Well, they're usually um, very they, ego Which they blame on others when really we probably know that the problem originates in them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not saying that they don't pick up some negativity potentially from other places. But we also know that if you're truly an empath, that you're not just always picking up on the negative. You're picking up you on... You pick up on everything. everything. And um, which means there should be some happy in there, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> that's... And that's something that's very important for people to understand is you can be sensitive and not be a true intuitive empath. Most of the time, the people who are, oh, I'm an empath. I just feel all the bad things in the world. Cool. You're a psychic vampire. So maybe you should learn how to work with that. Yeah. I was, I was going to say, yeah, if you're, if you're really experiencing only the negative, like if you're really kind of feeding just on the residual energies of traumas and, mm-hmm. and truly negative kinds of things that, that really does kind of remove you from the realm of like intuitive empathy and, and really like, yeah, you really, you are in that situation. Mm-hmm. You're a psychic vampire. And there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. Oh no, as no, long as you're wrong aware, with psychic vampires. You know, yeah, back yeah, to awareness is, is it's <clears throat> all about being aware. Yeah. 
Awareness is the first step to psychic hygiene. Mm-hmm. How do you know that you stink if you don't, if you, if you don't, if someone doesn't tell you, <coughs> hey, yeah. um, did you put on deodorant today? Because you smell a little. Is this why you were always giving me deodorants and soaps for my birthday? Ah, I knew it. I love you. I'm sorry I fail you. It's okay. Um, anyway. All right, so when when would we and we again we've already kind of we've we've thrown out a few examples for something like this, you know, but when would we um really you know need to be focusing on this, you know, or when should we? Because we know and again, so this is something that we've talked about on prior episodes. We know that so many people out there are so concerned, you know, either they're really new in their practice or they they unfortunately have been misinformed by unethical and and false teachers a lot of the time but so many people are always like oh i gotta clear oh i gotta clear i gotta clear i gotta cleanse everything i gotta clear i gotta cleanse Mm -hmm. everything you know and you know and it's not there's necessarily anything wrong with getting into the practice of doing that but i think that psychic hygiene would you agree goes beyond just clearing and cleansing yes right there's more that goes into this most definitely there's boundaries Um, there's mm -hmm. uh again awareness mindfulness there's um not being a live wire all the time. Yeah, learning to kind of filter. Learning to filter and learning like, you know, sometimes you don't, you don't need to walk into, you know, Target just full-blown, all the way open, ready to talk to all the dead people. And I'm sure all, there's going to be people out there who are going to be like, well, I can't turn it off. It's just how I was born. Bitch, same. But, well, but but that's also that's not true. Exactly. The, the, I I've heard that before, and that to me is always an excuse. That's a cop out. That's a that is I don't want to don't, actually yeah. be held accountable for my yeah. own development. Would it would it seem to you because I this is something that I've noticed a lot over the years in dealing with people who are um, you know sensitives mm-hmm. who are like always kind of dialed up mm-hmm. um, through conversation with a lot of these people. It's kind of become clear to me I've noticed a pattern and so from a psychological standpoint this would make perfect sense Mm -hmm. but these personalities or these people they walk into a space and they're completely wide open and they're actively looking like for the energies in that space and to me that has less to do I think with psychic ability and more to do with wow you're really caught in a trauma response yep agreed like you're not really dealing with psychic shit here because this has nothing to do with that you maybe have been victimized at some point and you haven't had a chance to really heal through that. Mm-hmm. And so you're always on guard. Yep. That or you've been fed this whole, you know, there's you're just gifted and there's no way to, to, to handle it and control it yeah. by other people in the community. Yeah, and that's and, what I was saying false teachers, yeah, people and who all misinform. I can say, all I can say is if you're claiming to be a teacher and you're a teacher who can't help a student at least dial it down from mm-hmm. a 10 to, you know maybe even a five so they can get some semblance of balance, mm-hmm. then you're not a good teacher and stop, stop it. Just stop it. You know, maybe Austin you should go spoken. find a mentor. Austin has spoken. I think that's, that's an issue I think that we see though. Like we have a lot of people I think who are stepping into teachers or the position of being a teacher. Oh, totally. And, and it's have, due. Really, they haven't really earned that. You know, well, like they're not really ready. To, it's, it's not that they don't know anything. Like they're just really, they're not ready for Well, that. here's the thing. If you go to, um, if you go to university and you sit down with, you know, the chair of, let's say, the anthropology department. Chances are the chair of the anthropology department has had some, some years of experience. Or well, the chair, I, you I know, assume. You, yeah, you'd assume that, better. right? Yeah. And, 
they might not be a good teacher, but they're still going to have lots of knowledge. Yeah. Now, if you go to someone and they're uh, fresh out of undergrad and they're trying to teach at a doctoral level, mm -hmm. they're going to know minimal, minimal amounts. And they've never been into the real world and done anything on an anthropological level. They literally just read the books, passed classes, and now they want to teach at a college level. Mm -hmm. Right? You're not getting someone with experience. Yeah. And experience is what makes a good teacher a good teacher. Oh, yeah, because you have to know how mm -hmm. to apply the knowledge. Exactly, which is one of the reasons why, even as a voice teacher, I still do small little gigs here and there, yeah. because how am I supposed to teach someone to perform effectively if I can't do it myself, right? Okay. So, um, yeah. All right, well, so, okay, so getting back, you know, back on topic, though, okay, so what are what are some techniques or what are some things looking beyond, again, just the realm of just cleansing and clearing mm -hmm. all the time because you know while those again while those are good things to, to maybe mm -hmm. create a habit around um are we going to come back to cleansing and clearing those are yeah we, we'll, we'll, okay. we can talk about cleansing and clearing more if you like but i, I guess i want to the reason i'm going here or, or bring you know kind of going down this direction is I, I i would like the people who listen to this episode to understand that there are other things you can do yes you know, it isn't always about just removing the energy. Sometimes mm -hmm. there are things that you can do to prevent the energy to begin with. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, to better, you know, transmute maybe. Yes. You know, we, we teach that, you know, in some of our classes about, you know, you might have a negative energy hit you intentionally or not. You may take on something like that. And there are ways that you can turn that energy around. You can take something that would be negative even just a negative emotion, and you can turn that around and make that a positive. Mm -hmm. You have the ability on a spiritual level to kind of, yeah. you know, to, to, to do that transmutation. Um, so I'm going to continue to use the, the analogy of the energetic body being basically the physical body, right? Okay. Um, and the reason I'm doing that is because it makes sense, personally, as a healer for me. If you heal the energetic system, um, not always, you know, if you are uh, terminal terminally ill i can you know seal up the holes in your aura and stuff like that and you'll see some improvement but the fact is, is the illness is still there um but um if we're looking at things that we could do ultimately what we're doing in our energetic field is we're creating almost like um immunities right we're doing or we're creating energetic antibodies to help fight off these things that are you know impacting us on an energetic spiritual level Okay. Um, and so what I was taught early on is you learn, you know, when you first start learning how to channel the energy and how to cleanse and how to ground properly, because grounding is first, grounding is super, super important. Um, eventually your energy will pick up like, oh, this is what, this is what it should be. Mm -hmm. This is what it should be like. Yeah. You know, this is normal. And then when something hits you, that's not within the realm of that normal one, you'll be much more aware of it and you'll have no doubt in your mind if you've picked up something you know, you'll be a much better practitioner at that point in whatever you're practicing, whether that's witchcraft or just spirituality or psychism or psychic, psychic practice. Um, and your energetic body will then go, okay, well, this isn't supposed to be here. So I'm going to get rid of this. I'm going to do, take the due process to actually cycle this appropriately and remove it. Okay. And that's the, that's the first thing that I explain to people when it comes to hygiene, psychic hygiene is that it's not just a one and done thing. You know, you go and you get the flu shot mm -hmm. every year. Now we're probably gonna have to continue to get COVID shots every year, you know? Um, oh, and, and, well, let's hope not. And, and stuff like that. Um, so that your body 
can now do this because it's constantly changing. The energy body is constantly changing and shifting. Mm -hmm. And so beyond cleansing, what we can do is we can ground. Okay, so I'm going to stop you there really quickly because, you know, we talk so much about the importance of grounding and how grounding should really be one of the first things that we go to when we're dealing with really any kind of spiritual activity. So can you explain to me the way that you have presented this in some of the classes that you've taught? Mm -hmm. You know, I, I know how I do this and how I've taught people to do this, but I, I would like to hear from you. What, um, how can someone ground? What is, what is a, a, a beginner-friendly effective way for someone to ground okay um well uh, there's so many ways you could do it right but first in order to ground you need to understand what grounding is grounding on an energetic level is just like grounding an electrical current okay grounding an electrical current yes okay all right it's basically the same thing what you're doing is you're taking an abundance of energy that has nowhere else to go and giving it a place to go right um so if you understand that then grounding becomes pretty simple um I usually teach my students that it's it's not just I'm becoming one with the earth and being in tune. That's only part of it. It's creating a circuit of energy and getting your energy to cycle appropriately. And so a really, really easy one is to stomp. Okay. Stomping with your, putting your feet shoulder width apart and then just kind of stomping and getting that going and getting that lower body activated. Mm -hmm helps you, one, connect with the earth that is beneath your feet, and that exertion of stomping energy is, ex you're, you're literally pulsing energy into the earth when you're doing that. Okay. Just like when you clap, you're expelling kinetic energy, mm -hmm. right? And would, you, would you say that any, uh, any uh, physical movement yes. or, or physical... Um, Anything that would focus us on the sensations of the physical body purely would, would be kind of an effective way to ground. Yes. Like we, we've also talked about like, you know, when we do seance activities and things around here, you know, we always tell people like, you know, like if you're feeling a little lightheaded or if you're feeling that you're having trouble grounding, like go home and, and like get some eat, food, eat something salty, eat yeah. something heavy. heavy, you know, salty, um, you know, um, go and, you know, sit and hold a piece of metal. Yeah. You know, like, so, you know, something, you know. So. It, yeah. Any, anything that engages the body is going to be good. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure we have listeners who are unable to stomp, who are unable to do those things, you know. And there are other ways you can do it. Think about getting in tune with your five senses. You know, let's say you are someone who has to live in a wheelchair. That doesn't mean that you need to stomp your feet. Instead, tap your fingers together, you know. Okay. That gets you in touch with your physical, the, the physical sensation of touch. Close your eyes and begin to breathe. Are you smelling anything? You okay. Know? All right. Taste something. Okay. Here. And then that, going over that and doing that for probably about five minutes is really going to help ground you into your body. Mm. Okay. Um, other things you can do, um, holding a cold rock. Yeah. You know? Um Actually, one of my one of my old teachers had a big piece of just regular old rock. It was just like I think it was like river rock, and he'd keep them in his freezer. And mm. what would happen is after we do some sort of intense work or some sort of intense mentorship, and I was having problem grounding or he was having problem grounding, he'd get up, he'd walk over to the fridge, take it out, and go here, hold this or put it on the back of your neck. 
And that cold shock to the system just really pulls you right back in. Yeah. Um, showering is a great way to to get in touch with your body and ground. Well, showering is also really good for cleansing. Exactly. Too. I mean, I mean, energetically, not yeah. just physically, but you know. Um, so yeah. there's so many things to do. Um, <clears throat> the the energetic process that I have my students do is I have them focus on breath first. Mm. Then I have them visualize um, a sphere of some some sort of energy or power mm -hmm. in their lower body. I don't okay. do the chakra system. I do just three points of power, belly, heart, and head. Mm -hmm. um, and once they're feeling very in tune with that, then I have them visualize. Uh, and they can't visualize. I have them basically just set the intention of putting almost like a tether down. And that tether moves out into roots. Okay. And those roots wrap around the earth, and then on your breath, you're excel expelling excess energy. And then you, a good, uh, an important thing after grounding is re-upping your energy. Um, and then I have them visualize pulling up that energy from the earth, filling up the rest of their body, and then expanding out through branches to pull energy down from above. So that way you get a circuit that's running from the celestials all the way down to the terrestrial realm, and it's allowing you to cycle through these things appropriately okay all right okay well i mean so, so i mean you know i think that's a pretty you answered that question pretty well i just wanted to elaborate on that a little mm -hmm. bit because you know we talk so much about grounding and i know one of the questions that we continue to hear a lot is okay well you, people have told me to do this but what does it mean but you know but what does it mean and how you know? and i totally and, get that because even as a young even as a young witch I had no idea what that was. You know, my, my, I would just be told, go hug a tree, go outside, eat something, you know? And I didn't know what that was. Go walk barefoot in the grass. Sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah I, 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 I never got that, I, to be honest. I was like, that's a, that's a very, like, hippie, yes. uh, love child kind of yeah. answer. You know, and I, then there's, like, the, yeah. these things called, like, earthing mats now. And I'm like, okay. Cool. Are you talking about the things where, like, you're, you're connected to a wire? Maybe that's that's connected to the earth. I guess I don't know. Okay, I have no idea. Yeah, I, I'm not entirely really sure. strange. But um, I remember like the first time with my high priestess, where she was like, "Okay, we're gonna go over grounding." I was like, "Oh my gosh, finally someone's gonna tell me what this is." Mm. And you know, we started the exercises. And I was like, "Oh, this is stuff that I already do." You know, so you're most likely already doing it. But the thing is, is it's not just a once a week or once in a while when you're feeling it. Like, I always tell my students, it's good to start off with, like, a morning, noon, and night, you know? When you wake up in the morning, even if you're not going to shower, ground. Mm. Um, easy way to do that, your morning constitutionals. What? Your, your morning constitutionals. When you're going to the bathroom first thing in the morning, mm. what is more physically connected than that release of, like, oh, yes, I've held this all night. Oh, okay. So you're you talking know? like using the toilet. Yes. Okay. Um, right, well, and then once, also once utilizing again, that to cleanse. One, once again, though, this is also, um, like, this is something that is obviously a, a strong physical kind of an activity. Yes. Right? Like, this is all about the physical body. Yes. You know, um, well, not all about, but, you know, but mostly about the physical component of our being. And, and yes, and that's something that certainly is going to ground us. So. Okay. And then sometime in the middle of the day, I like a lunch break or something, take a minute. And try and focus on your energy, realign, and ground. And then before you go to bed, do a ground. You know, unless you're going to actively do astral work, then you probably don't want to ground. But, okay, you know, I usually will ground before I do astral work just to make sure that I have a good anchor. Okay. All right. So we've talked a little bit about 
the concept of psychic hygiene as it would relate to us personally, mm-hmm. like our physical being, our energetic yes. body, right? We talked about these things. What what about this concept is something that, that kind of extends further into, say, our immediate environment or, say, you know, the, the physical space around this, you know? And I guess, for example, okay, so here's, mm-hmm. here's you know, a little, little personal anecdote. So, um, well, you do this too. You do this work also. We are very often called to people's homes mm-hmm. to do uh, clearings, mm-hmm. to do banishings and exorcisms and things on their homes. You know, they have unwanted spiritual activity and... You know, they've tried everything they can think of, and, you know, it just hasn't worked. And so sometimes we, we're contacted to go and do this and to help with this. Um, and one of the things I think that we, we do when we go into those spaces is we walk in, and if we do truly encounter some sort of negative energy mm-hmm. in that space, um, you know, we we start to do what we can, again, within ourselves to, I want to say, broadcast something that would counter that energy, mm-hmm. right? Like, if we walk into a home and we can see, oh, there's a lot of fear, obviously, from the activities pe- these people are perceiving. But, you know, but beyond that, we're also picking up on, like, you know, the family in this house has maybe experienced a recent trauma of some sort. Yep. You know, teenager in the house that's angsty and dealing, oh, dealing with all that shit, right? Um, you know, parents are, you know, maybe having some difficulty fighting in their relationships, you know, the stress of work, all those other things that we all deal with in our lives, right? And all of that can kind of accumulate, mm-hmm. um, <coughs> excuse me, in a negative energy in that home. And so we walk in and we feel, you know, anger and fear and, you know, disappointment and, you know, and just, you know, just these, these mix of things, right? And we can walk into that space and we can focus and call up an energy within ourselves that is for us you know uh, a sense of contentment or peace mm-hmm. or happiness mm-hmm. you know and we can through our own energetic being we can kind of push that energy mm-hmm. out into that space well yeah um, i mean a lot of us particularly you know you me vlad Tapitha, whoever does these things um like i am not innately a people person like i do not what I don't want to go, like, I will go to a stranger's house and do that work because I know how to do it and I can tell someone needs help. But I don't want, just, I'm 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 not the club-going person. I'm not a bar-going person. I don't care if I meet new people. Um, I love my students and, you know, I build a relationship with them and, and that's a thing. But, um, but we, it's almost like we have a persona, not necessarily a persona, but like this archetype that we step into when we go to these places. Um, when I well, you're on the job. Yeah, when you're <laughs> on the job. Um, when when I step into the archetype, I usually step into the archetype of almost like jester. You know, I try and get them to laugh. I try and get them to have fun. Um, and normally that comes out as being sassy gay friend, and it it does help. Because I'm already starting to project that energy outwards, and I'm already starting to um, do those things. So yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I just I think it's it's interesting. The reason I wanted to talk about this because again I think that we um, very often we see situations where people are you know they within themselves may be fine, mm-hmm. right? <coughs> I'm so sorry. I have this persistent cough. Um, <clears throat> where they they within themselves may be fine, right? Energetically, you know, mm-hmm. they're they're reasonably grounded, stable, you know, whatever. Um, but they, you know, but they live. They go home to maybe a relationship partner that is just 
all over the place emotionally, mm-hmm. right? And it creates kind of a hostile living situation. Or they go into a job every day, and because of the nature of the work or the people they interact with, you know, they have, you know, a fairly uncomfortable work situation, yep. right? And how it is possible to go into those spaces um, and work something, work some energy, work some emotion around that energy, and actually really kind of to, to kind of change the feel of that space, you know, to remove those those negative or heavier kinds of things you know and it's really to be honest it's really it's that easy mm-hmm. a lot of people think that it requires a lot of special training and skill to do these things you know and while the training and skills are always nice to develop you know it's nice to have those things um most of us i think on an intuitive level are are able to do that right we see that happen in in ways that we don't associate with the spiritual right like how many times have you been having a bad day and then somebody that you really like or love like comes in and they say something nice to you mm-hmm. and, it, and it lifts your mood yeah right? like you feel you feel better right like these are very um i think natural kinds of things and and truly beyond the realm of, of just spiritual truly empathic mm-hmm. kind of exchanges right agree um so okay what about what about protection? Let's talk like beyond the realm of just clearing or removing mm-hmm. energy or just grounding things. What about in those moments or those situations where like, okay, we, I, I know I'm about to go into a situation that's going to be a real shit show. And rather than waiting to try to clean this up after I'm done with it, mm-hmm. I'm going to go in and I'm actually going to put on a little bit of armor for this situation. Mm-hmm. You know, again, bearing in mind that once again, much as People have a tendency to over-cleanse. People also have a tendency to over-protect. But there are situations legitimately where Mm -hmm. we will be like, yeah, I I probably need to protect myself in this situation. You know, um, like we just had, you know, holiday season just ended here, right? And I know a lot of people have to deal with family members around the holidays that they would rather not have to deal with. And that's a perfect time, I think, to be mm-hmm. developing your skills around psychic defense mm-hmm. and protection. Or, or when you're having to go out and get that last minute gift in the madhouse that is retail during that season. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, it really, I mean, it could be anything. It could be an uncomfortable conversation that you have mm-hmm. to have with somebody. You know, it could be, uh, God, you know, what, really, you know, anything. Because that's just life, right? All mm-hmm. of us sooner or later, we have those moments. So, how would you how would you explain to someone that was very new or how would you just in a very practical kind of step by step way in a fairly beginner friendly kind of way how would you go about the process of actually doing some sort of protective kind of working on yourself um well i have you know tattoos but for those people who don't have tattoos and don't have a desire to get tattoos um you could draw a sigil on yourself Okay. Um, a protective symbol. Um, you could have something that brings you comfort. Um, but ultimately, the most practical thing to do is to bolster yourself up, bolster <laughs> your energy. Okay. And so instead of letting that panic, that fear, that dread sink in, where you're like, oh, God, I gotta do this, or oh, I'm so scared, I'm so nervous, da, da, da. instead, sit for a moment and allow yourself, you know, create some sort of affirmation, really about whatever you know i i I gave this to someone at the shop the other day who came in because they were absolutely terrified of going to their daughter's house because there's a demon there and i talked her off the ledge with the d word Mm -hmm. um and i told her i was like you know you're i know you're concerned about this and i can tell that you're 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 legitimately scared so what i want you to do before you even go in before you even leave i want you to put on music that just makes you feel like a bad bitch 
whatever that is, whether that's country, rap, opera, musical theater, jazz, whatever it is, that just makes you go, I am, I am not to be fucked with, mm-hmm. you know, um, and allow that to happen, bolster that energy up. And then once you've got that bolstering of like, yeah, yeah, nothing's going to get to me, then project it out, project it outwards. And you can think about it like, um, like a ripple. So dropping a pebble into uh, a pond where mm-hmm. it just kind of like spurts up and ripples out and that's okay. fine. All right. um, you could think about it um, in being almost like solid, like an egg. Um, you could spike it if you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever that is, hold that visualization with that bolstered up energy and energy flows with intention yeah and let it happen and then before you even the 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 final step is to state out loud i am safe i am protected nothing enters my energy field unless i say so Mm -hmm. and you have to state it in affirmatives because if you're like, I want to be safe, that's great. Obviously, you don't. Otherwise, you wouldn't be safe. Yeah, that's you know? not going to do much for you. So that's what I would do. I, I use music a lot in my craft. Um, and, you know, one of my favorite songs to help bolster up my energy if I'm going into a situation that I don't necessarily want to have to be a part of. And I did this for quite some time when I was, um, when I was working at another place um, was uh, Bad Bitch by um Todrick Hall. Okay. Well you're well okay, so you tend to be a fairly musical person. So yes. I could see where for you music would be um you know like well, like an obvious go to. Well yes, but... music would be an obvious go to for <clears throat> me, but, but music is <coughs> works for everyone. Well no, I I'm because not I'm not, not disagreeing with that. I guess what I'm saying is like okay, so say say under the circumstances, you know, you're like you're not you know, you're not in a moment or in a situation where that's an option to you. What what okay. else might we use? I guess I'm trying to think of, of other things that we can do either energetically. You know, um, one of the things that I like to do when I'm having a day where I just really just do not want to have to deal with it is I will wear a necklace with um, a particular stone or something that has a heavier kind of an energy where it hangs over my heart center mm-hmm. and it already already just that is like okay i have a little bit of a filter now yep or more of a filter than i would already you know um or sometimes i'll wear items like like sometimes you know i i'll put glasses on i'll run around with some glasses on like sunglasses mm-hmm. whatever you know and that is for me um a, a physical but also an energetic like this is a little bit of an extra shield mm-hmm. between me and the energies i might encounter today for um, for those of you who wear makeup makeup yeah when you're putting on your foundation or your primer speak out loud you know this is an extra layer against the rest of the world yeah. That well, is. yeah. Well, and, and I guess it, it's it does it is worth clarifying. You know, in no way are we trying to say that we should be running around shielding ourselves all the time. No, not at all. You know, because we we should be making the decisions that we need to in a practical, human, mundane kind of mm-hmm. way, and not know, from a point of fear to make sure that we're not you know continuing. You know, like if you're if you're you know there is something to be said about you know if you know you're going to have to go into a situation that's going to prove to be trouble for you, you know. Once or twice, okay, but after that, you really, you probably need to mm-hmm. come up with another plan. You need to figure out a way to avoid having to go back into that situation. Mm-hmm. 
you know, ideally. Sometimes we don't have a choice, right? Mm-hmm. But, you know, but if it's something that you could avoid or you could just make the decision, like, I'm just not going to go there. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that really, that's also a, a protective measure that you yeah. can take, right? Like, well, why uh, expose myself? Another thing you could do is you could, if you even have a rock, you know, if you, if you have a crystal, let's say you have just, we'll just go with obsidian. I like obsidian, you know? Yeah. If you sit and you hold that rock and visualize yourself becoming that, Mm-hmm. And taking on those properties. Yep. Cool. Done. Yes. I'm a big black shiny stone. Yeah. And nothing can touch me. Yeah. Um, another way is just fill the space with your energy. You can dominate that area. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just on, you know, almost like you're blowing up a balloon. Yep. You just kind of picture your energy field just getting bigger and bigger and bigger until yep. you like you feel your energy just get bigger and bigger. I find breath helps a lot with that. Like yes. Inhale and then big exhales. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like I'm a puffer fish, right? Yep. Like I'm taking up this whole space. This is all me now. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, well, that's that's good. And as as silly or simple as that might sound, it uh, it works. So, all right, let's talk a little is bit about. Is that practical enough? <clears throat> I know. I think that was fairly practical because those are all things really that pretty much any should mm-hmm. anyone should be able to do. Um, you know, and and not that those are. You know, the only things, right? There are so many. There are so many, you know. A really um, easy way, a really easy thing that's become really popular, again, veiling. <sighs> okay. Do I want a tangent on this? I think I do. I think I do. Um, because I've noticed veiling becoming really common in a lot of spiritual practices. And for our listeners here, maybe you're not familiar with that. Basically, that, that is when you, you wear something on your head. To, you know, to, to cover your head um, with the idea that that is going to somehow help create a little bit of a buffer or a shield between what would be, say, maybe like kind of like the, the, the psychic center of your, your, your being, right? Mm-hmm. We, we all have kind of like that understanding that we have what we could call like a third eye or, a, you know, another, another energy center in our mm-hmm. head that kind of help helps us focus on the psychic, right? So, anyway, so veiling is when we're, we're intentionally covering our heads. Mm-hmm. Okay, the, the problem that I'm seeing with the veiling now that's being done by a lot of newer practitioners is it's become a trend. Yep, like everything. And they don't realize that those stereotypes, those images that we see of spiritual practitioners veiling these are all usually cultural practices. Yep. We see veiling commonly done in a lot of Latin American practices. Uh, a lot, a lot, a lot, well, the Romani for certain, for sure. The women, women practitioners in particular in the Romani culture, um, would cover their heads. And that, to be honest, had, I think a a bit to do certainly with the spiritual, uh, things, but also a lot to do with cultural concepts Mm -hmm. around what was considered clean, or appropriate, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and we can talk about this because we're Romani. So, it, well, it, regardless, um, you know, but we see these a lot, you know, like uh, Afro-Caribbean practices, you know, mm-hmm. like, like the covering of the head, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and so I, I, in saying all of that, I'm not trying to say that you know you're you're not allowed to cover your head because you know it's your head. If you mm-hmm. want to wear a scarf or a hat or something, I might God go for it. But um, but to understand what these are and where these, they come from. and where they come from, mm-hmm. you know, and to and well, to understand what it is that you're really doing or why why well, you might veil. Veiling has is has been around in so many different cultures. I yeah. mean, it was even around in ancient Greece. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, um, and you know there were practical reasons for sure, keeping the sun off of you. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Um, but then other reasons, you know, um, 
I I personally will cover my head when I'm doing mediumship, specifically mediumship. Not reading tarot cards, because that's not the same thing. Not tossing runes or bones, it's not the same thing. That's when you're dealing with external spirits. Yes, when I'm dealing with the dead. Specifically when I'm dealing with the dead or I'm going to allow an external energy that is sentient move through me or speak through me, I, I will I will cover my head, I will fail. Um, and it's become so popular that it's like every person comes in wearing a veil and I'm like, cool. And then without a fail, without fail, it's like, I'm an empath. That's why I'm veiling. And I'm like, mm -hmm. sure you are. It's like, kid. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, one, everyone's an empath. And two, that veil isn't doing shit. If you're truly an intuitive empath, that's not helping you at all. Exactly. So, but there's other things you can do as well. You could utilize your hair. You know, if you have longer hair, then you could pull it up. Because mm -hmm. the hair is an extension of you. And by pulling that hair up, back, or what have you, it creates a buffer. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I, I did, you, you mentioned veiling. And like I said, I just, I just wanted to go there because I, that is something that I've seen recently that has become another really, like, tre like a trending kind of thing. Um, and it, most of the people doing it don't don't even understand what the hell it is or where it originated or originates and why why spiritual practitioners in particular would do that. So it's I, stuff we need to know. Um, okay, so back to where I was going to go a moment ago. So all right, we we've talked a lot about things people can do to protect themselves. We've talked about um, you know what what at its core the concept of what spiritual or uh, psychic hygiene excuse me what mm -hmm. the, what it is. What what are the what are some of the risks that we could see to not being mindful about this? What are some of the things that we can see happening? Say like long term, obviously, but also sometimes in the short term, depending on the energies that we're coming into contact with. What 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 is what have you seen? What have you experienced personally? And what is it maybe that you've seen in some of the clients that you've worked with who have come to you maybe for clearings and things? Okay. Um, clients, it's usually, um, I'll, I'll use one example in particular. I had a client come to me, they were referred to me by, um, by another practitioner and they came to me to get a clearing and through the process of that clearing, some dead people stepped through and, you know, I had to tell them like, I'm not, I'm not working mediumship right now. I'm not working mediumistically. I need you to back off. But, um, in the process of clearing and helping like kind of build his energy back up i i kind of turned him and i said hey do do you work with people who would be dead or dying and he was kind of like not really but i do deal with a lot of death because he worked in the suicide prevention okay so he was so he, he worked with suicide yeah and okay like right. he, he like his entire job was to to watch them and make sure mm -hmm. you know um he medical field and these spirits, because a lot of times he was the only one who showed them any sort of compassion, latched on to him. And so I told him, I'm like, what you need to do is you need to, you know, you're going to notice after I've done this that you're probably going to start feeling better. Your anxiety is going to decrease. Um, your mental health will improve. Because what's happening is you're surrounded by the energy of the dead and not just the energy of the dead, the energy of mentally hurt like yeah like 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 spirits that were at, at their lowest tortured yeah mm -hmm. you know they tortured souls essentially and you're gonna need to do a process of making sure that this stays clean and so 
sent him home with some Florida water, um, and told him like, after your shift, before you even get in your car, spray yourself down with that. Mm-hmm. Just a little spritz, spritz, and that'll help kind of remove mm-hmm. them away. Yeah. And so far, that's worked. Okay. He comes in and buys our Florida water all the time because he's like, it's the only thing that's worked. Gotcha. Okay. Um, oh, that's good. The uh, things that I've experienced, if I'm being surrounded by these types of negative energies or I'm being impacted by them, I get lethargic. Mm-hmm. Um, I get... I, I, I live with chronic pain. Um, mm-hmm. My pain gets worse. That's what he calls me when we're not doing the podcast, is chronic pain. That's not what I call you. Um, I have lots of digestive issues that will get worse. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, and it just, I, I just feel all around murky and mucky. Okay. You know, just cloudy almost. And so part of what I have to do is to protect myself, I have to distance myself or completely remove myself from the things that are causing that. Because shielding around those things all the time is exhausting. Mm-hmm. Yes, I can charm and enchant something to to do the work for me, but I don't want to have to do that all day, every day, all the time. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to learn to set boundaries and I've had to learn to, when I need to say no and when to say I, I'm done. And that is probably the biggest piece of advice that I not only have learned for me, but that I would give to our listeners who might be experiencing this is it's okay to say no and protect yourself. It's it's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it's okay. You, know, to say you no. don't need to continue to put yourself in a situation that <clears throat> impacts you negatively. That is the first step to to, to psychic and energetic hygiene mm-hmm. is doing that, you know, and this goes for our, our listeners who might even be professional practitioners. Yeah. Well, I think professional practitioners, these are, this right here, I think is in particular, this is a a real trap for us. Yes. Because we get so involved with our clients. We get wrapped up with our clients. And if you're seeing someone, if you're seeing people back to back to back, Mm -hmm. it's hard to, to just keep things there. On top of that, (laughs) clients aren't really good with boundaries unless they, you yeah, they, I was just, yeah they really are and a lot of people have to have difficulty determining boundaries and I, I can understand that because it's a it's a very therapeutic kind of an environment yep you know and we do have to be very careful you know we have to make sure they understand like I am not a therapist you know I am not here to do therapy for you mm-hmm. this is this is the work we are to do today you know um, but I, I know some some practitioners who who can struggle to remind people and then they do they become overly emotionally invested yep yeah and then and then they do they run into some mm-hmm. some challenge with this because you do the people that you invest in are ultimately the people mm-hmm. that you're going to pick up the energy from yeah um i mean <clears throat> a really good example from a personal a personal experience of mine is i have had more energy and less lethar- lethargy less anxiety less depression less just overall caca in my energy field, Kaka. Kaka, uh, since making making some choices and changes in my life. And as hard as those choices and those changes could be, I know that I'm a better person because it wouldn't just affect me. It would affect the people around me. No, no one wants to deal with a miserable, bitchy Austin. Austin doesn't want to deal with a miserable, bitchy Austin. So, yes. in order for us to 
in, in order for me to make sure that I'm maintaining health for myself and also for other people, I had to do, I had to make choices and do some things. Okay. Right. One of the other things that I wanted to talk about in the context of the the challenges or the the things that we can see going wrong if we don't have at least some sort of a practice around this, mm-hmm. right? And and again, this is this is not information that's coming from a position of paranoia or fear. And in no way um, are we trying to state that you know you need to be doing regular cleansings and protecting yourself all the time. You don't because doing that is going to invite trouble too. I, I assure you, if you are constantly clearing and protecting mm-hmm. yourself, sooner or later some spirit's going to go, oh. Well, you made a lot of nice room here for me in your house with all the cleansing that you've been doing, so I think I'll move right in. Mm-hmm. Or I can see that you've strapped all your armor on today, so okay, let's fight. Mm-hmm. You know, and that happens. Mm-hmm. Well, and right? also you want to keep in mind it's all dependent on your work and your personal situations. It's all subjective, right? Exactly. Yeah, well, you know? yeah, this is going to be very different, and you know, the average who... person probably wouldn't encounter that exactly you know for someone who's working as a professional witch or a professional practitioner yeah it's probably good to like do a cleanse like minimum once a month well i'd say minimum yeah yeah Yeah. and you know you know and i personally even though i i don't consider myself an over cleanser i i cleanse more often than once a month yes but you have to right we have to because sometimes we have months where we see clients that are coming in our problem children exactly with particular problems and challenges and they're more inclined to leave their gunk you know, but anyway, the one that I do want to talk about, okay, as someone, not just, not us, but anybody, anybody who'd be listening to this, um, one of the other things I think that we can leave ourselves open to uh, without realizing it when we don't have effective psychic hygiene kinds of kind of regimens or, or at least some sort of process around this is that we can leave ourselves more open to magical attack. Yep. A lot of people out there are so afraid. We deal with these people all every day. People are so fearful around being hexed, cursed, crossed, whatever term you may use, being on the receiving end of somebody else's ill will, being on the receiving end of the malocchio, the evil eye, whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And, you know, one of the best things that we can do if we want to protect ourselves from these kinds of things is to make sure that on an energetic level that we're kind of taking care of business, that we are taking care of ourselves. It's a waste of time to constantly be looking outward at who might possibly be angry enough and have the right combination of skill and time and, and resources to send a true something truly nasty your way magically. And it's it's better to, I think, instead to turn that focus inward. And so, like, where am I at right now mm-hmm. on an energetic level? Most definitely. When was the last time I did, like, I did a clearing on myself? Mm-hmm. When, when was the last time I maybe grounded myself? You know, what kind of decisions have I made lately around, the dis- you know, where I'm going and the, and the kinds of places and people I'm exposing myself to? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, these are all important things. And I think you get a much better use of time and energy. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and asking yourself, like, if you have those fears of, like, hexing, cursing, crossing, whatever, mm-hmm. you, you need to ask yourself, like, what have you done that makes you think you deserve that? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's also a good point. Yeah, like, usually... you. I, that's a that's you know it's so funny you say that because we've we've talked about this before but yeah and that that's a question I think that we ask people sometimes when they come in to meet with us for services people who just come in for help at the shop whatever and and I know you and I both have had that moment where we've we've looked at that person we've come in they've been somebody cursed me you know and one of the first things that we sometimes say is well what who, did you do what did you do who have you pissed off lately you know because really there aren't that many people running around out there that are just 
throwing curses mm-hmm. for no reason. Well, and it takes like, a particular you know. amount of skill. To exactly. Hurl yeah. Exactly. Sticks. Yeah. Maybe you're just making bad decisions yeah. and choices. Yeah. And that's most, okay. Most of the people out there that I, I, I think, and, and I feel secure saying this, and I know there will be people out there, other practitioners that will argue me or with me on this, but most of the people out there, I think, who are in a position in whatever capacity where they would be threatening to curse you. Mm-hmm. you know uh, or you know like they're they're really they're stating their case about you know like they're gonna send something your way it's been my experience that most of those people at the end of the day they they, they, they don't really know how to work an effective curse like yeah. they don't really know how to work something that would truly manifest or stick yeah um you know so so again it's something that i think most people don't really need to be too worried about my name old woman but See what happens diana get you but anyway, so yeah, but that's one other thing that I think that it bears, uh, you know, discussion is, you know, like if you are someone who tends to be particularly concerned about that or falling victim to something mm-hmm. like that, you know, if you can keep yourself somewhat energetically clear or neutral, you're, you're going to mm-hmm. do a lot more. Your own natural defenses will work to take care of those energies before they can well, hit you. Well, and you also have to understand that when you're constantly projecting that fear it, 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 you're you're surrounding yourself in it. Well, we talked about fear being a, a, a definitely a huge yeah. problem. Well, for I mean, psychic and uh, you know hygiene. Hygiene. I mean, we we both know someone who just constantly thinks. I don't know the people. I don't know anybody. We just we both know know people who think they're constantly under attack, and so they automatically go to a return to cinder, and then ultimately <laughs> ends up getting worse. And it's like you, you're returning your own shit to you. Are you not aware of this? Have you not like had this? Realization, no, because you need to be a victim all the time. Maybe instead of going outwards and focusing on someone else, you mm-hmm. should go inwards and focus on you. Yeah, figure out why you why you need feel the need to be validated in this way. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Very that's that's very true. Yeah. So all right. Well, is there anything you feel we haven't really discussed on this? You know, we, um, we kind of blasted through a lot of different pieces of that and, and trying to kind of cover this. Well, but. let's see if we can kind of like condense it down a little bit. Um, so psychic hygiene in the most simplest layman's terms, Mike, what is it? Well, you already answered that. I mean, you know, we're talking basically about the things that we can do to su- supplement our, our day-to-day mundane actions to make sure that we maintain in Whatever that ideal space is for us mm-hmm. on, a, on, a, on, a, on an energetic, on a spiritual, on a psychic level. Okay. Right? And that's going to be different for all of us, right? Yeah. I mean, because none of us are the same. And some someone can thrive and do really, really well in a particular kind of environment that would be a huge problem for someone else. Mm-hmm. Someone can walk throughout their day uh, feeling a particular emotional state and be just fine with that. Where that would be hell for someone else, yeah. right? So, so it has a lot to do, I think, with who we are as individuals. Agreed. You know, um, what works for for you and I, as it would relate to maintaining some degree of, of psychic balance, right? You know, the energetic balance here is going to be very different for others. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not only because of who we are, but the the type of the work that we do, right? So, anyway, so but that that's in essence, that's kind of what it is. It's I think taking responsibility for for our own energetic well-being yep. you know and responsibility is the key word because no one else can do this for you mm-hmm. this is something that you only you are responsible for okay so what is something that we can give our listeners that's a really easy psychic hygiene tool 
Well, we, we listed a few already. I'm, but I mean, like, what just, do you mean by tools exactly? Just like, what is something, what is, what is your go-to psychic energetic hygiene, like, like do this first? Well, I work a lot with, with elemental energies for this. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so I usually, um, and even, even like in the morning as I'm getting ready, like I'll get up and I'll be, you know, like I'll brush my teeth and, you know, I'll take a shower and all that. And, and in the process of doing that before I, I even make it in to start to take care of my physical body, I usually will stop for a few moments at my altar and I usually light a candle and there's something that I'll do with the flame. Mm -hmm. Flame is in a lot of different ways. Flame is very purifying. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, and water as well. Water can be very purifying and, and cleansing. Yeah. So I, I find ways to incorporate elemental energies like those into my psychic hygiene practice. Okay. Is that kind of what you were looking for? Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. Cool. I think it was good. I don't know. I think we gave a lot of. Oh, I think we, we you know, we, we, we kind of have covered this well enough. Yeah. I don't know. So shall we, shall we look at now, or should we turn to now, to current events and ways that we, as witches, folk practitioners, occultists, whatever you may call yourself, um, ways that we can supplement our mundane, physical, day-to-day -day actions to be better world citizens and to help change things and make things better for everybody. Yeah. Um, I'll start. We, Wear a fucking mask. Supplement those things magically. Um, yeah. Wearing a mask is, I, I would say would be a big one. Although having said that, you know, mask mandates, we're, we're in our area. Once again, we're under a mask mandate at least for another couple weeks. Thanks um, Utah. And uh, you know, and I, I for one, I'm appreciative of that because our rate of new COVID diagnoses was phenomenal it was ridiculous yeah. the number of daily infections that were being reported like thousands and thousands every day well i mean our reader um, today she her uh, her daughter does covid tests and 44 mm percent of the covid tests that she was doing the other day mm -hmm. all came back positive yeah like, yeah well like, yeah well so but, but, you know let's 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 try not to you know, diverge too much here. So it was, so anyway, so yes, but I, you know, wearing a mask and being more conscientious about that because, you know, whether people like it or not, we are still dealing with a deadly virus, mm -hmm. you know, and you may be vaccinated. You may not be vaccinated. You might be one of those lucky people that catches this shit and it doesn't kill you, but. And it's nothing more than just a light it's, head it's cold. It's nothing more than a light head cold for you or maybe, maybe a, a flu, but you know, but you don't know who the people around you, you don't, you can't know how this is going to affect yeah, that. A little bit of fucking compassion so, would be great. Talk about empathy, right? Right. Anyway, so, okay, but I'd rather than... empath, but I refuse to wear masks because they lower my vibration. And if I keep my vibration high enough, this can't get me and it can't get you either. I, I have noticed that the New Age community, I, I decided I'm going to quit calling them light workers because they're really not light workers, most of them. Um, but I've decided that the New Age community, um, they do seem to have a huge problem with that. Like, they've got to, like, like I don't want to get vaccinated. I don't want to wear a mask, you know? No, it'll I, change my DNA. Am I, you know, Aren't you am already I, a star seed? I, so you know, shouldn't I, your I DNA love, already be I different? Love that, I love that that response when I hear someone say that. Like, well, I, they say the vaccine changes your DNA. And I'm like, there's a part of me, you know, and of course I realize, you know, I'm not entirely up on the science and the medicine behind this, but there's kind of a part of me, which is my layman's understanding of how vaccines work. I'm like, I fucking hope so. I hope it does, because that means that it's effective. 
And that means that now my body will recognize that this virus that could have killed me before is not something that is going to be allowed to grow in me. You know, like, so yes, I hope it does fucking change my, my DNA. But um, anyway, but you know, so that, and again, you know, that's a very personal choice, all these issues that we're seeing come up around the coronavirus situation, you know, and people have to make their own decisions there. And then, you know, hopefully, hopefully your decision doesn't kill someone else. Consequences that, that hit at that point, you know, they don't, uh, yeah, hopefully your decision affects only you, you know, I, I guess is the best we can hope for. But anyway, so, so that is one, uh, thing that we could talk about, um, you know, since well, I'm going to talk about that. Well, let's let's go there. Okay. okay. I mean, I, I was trying to think so, of there there are a couple of other things that I know are going on in our world right now. But you know, but this is one that again I think is impacting um, us on a global level. You you are much more up up and up on what's going on on a global <clears> level <throat> than I am, and part of that is because I don't necessarily like you, you read news articles and stuff. I'm, I'm very political. Yes, and that's you're very one of political. The first things I do every day is, yeah. is read the news. Yes, and so I I, I rely on 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 you. To, to keep me on the up and up because I, me trying to sit and read a textbook that's not about witchcraft or music is just not something that my brain can do. Um, I, 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 I doesn't retain. It's not how my brain works. Anyway. Okay. So, so how would you magically support efforts to limit the likelihood that you would catch and or spread the current strain of the coronavirus? What would you do? Okay. So here's a spell for y'all. And it's a spell that I did, and apparently it's been pretty effective. So, um, first I'd get a black candle. Okay. Why, why black? Black is good for banishment. Okay. Um, black also, on a scientific level, absorbs and, you know, fire purifies. So, get a black candle. Um, you're going to put that black candle in a plate or in a bowl. Um... You can anoint it with some oil if you want. I use my healing hands oil. Um, or you can just use olive oil or no oil at all. Put that in that in that bowl, and you're going to surround it with either Florida water, spring water, glacial water, or holy water. Then what you're going to do is you're going to take camphor tablets, and you're going to crumble those up and put those in the water surrounding it. If you can, try and get a little bit on the wick. Um, light that candle, and then take a pair of scissors... Open them, blades out towards that candle, and basically state out loud, I banish and I cut you away from me, my family, and those I love. In the fire, you burn and are purified and returned back to the void. Something along the lines of that. Um, and you're basically doing a banishing on this illness. Um, you, If you have someone in your life who has contracted COVID then name that candle for them, specifically their illness, and do it that way. You can amp it up with other, you know, herbs that are good for healing if you want, and banishment. You can amp it up with other um, oils and other things that would be good for healings. I mean, you could do this with the novena. You could do this with the cross candle. You, you could do it with a whole bunch of things. But it's a very simple candle spell that utilizes fire, water, earth, and air, because camphor's very airy, um, to get the job done. Okay. So there yes, you I go. Was, I was going to ask, I asked you why a black candle, and now, and now I'm also going to ask you why camphor specifically? Camphor, um, one, we know that this virus affects the lungs. Mm-hmm. Camphor is a main component in Vicks or Tiger Bomb. If you can't get camphor, get some Vicks and put it on the base of the candle. 
um, or in the bowl, and or, and or Tiger Bomb, right? Um, so so on an energetic level, the idea is it'll help clear out the lungs. Camphor also basically scrubs negative energy away. It removes it. You know, if you put camphor in a bowl in a house where there seems to be a lot of negative energy buildup, mm -hmm. it dissolves and disperses it and removes it. Okay. Um, and so that's why I chose camphor. Okay. Is because, one, I like the smell of it. It does have a very strong smell. Yes. But yeah, well, that was kind of caution people. If you're using camphor, use just a little bit. Yes. Um, and two, when it's in the water, it actually will release into the air. Because mm -hmm. it dissolves. And it helps release that essential oil. So that's why I used camphor. Is okay. One, for the medicinal properties, and therefore applying the sympathetic properties to that. Mm -hmm. um, and two, because of the magical properties, which is to banish negative energies. Okay. All right. Okay, so again, I, again, I want to reiterate that the sharing of this spell and doing this is this is in no way meant to be a substitute for medical care. Of course, Ta Use you know, your fucking brain. taking care of the, yourself. You know, you you still need to do that stuff. This is meant to be a magical aid to your other efforts. It's okay. simply the DLC to give you the best, the best aid. Okay. What what else could could someone potentially do, in in dealing with COVID? And we, we because we talked about that situation, but in that example you gave us, you're you're dealing with someone where it's like okay, maybe they're they've already become infected. Mm -hmm. What would you suggest to people, or what would be something somebody well, you could, could utilize do? that utilize that spell to just banish it from. Yeah. around you oh yeah you yeah. know um something you could do is you could um you could put oil on the inside of your mask like a protection oil oh, like the old plague doctors yeah gotcha okay um some some masks will have like the kn95 filters in them mm -hmm. right um which means that they have to have a little bit of a pocket so mm -hmm. what you could do is you could actually take like you could probably find this somewhere. You could find, like, a recipe for, like, the Fourth East blend or something. And you could probably put a little bit of that on maybe the mask or the mask filter mm -hmm. and enchant it that way. It will smell good. Okay. And it would add another energetic aid to it. And okay. because you're consistently breathing it, it's a constant reminder and you're feeling that spell. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. I'm not going to suggest any crystals because crystals don't get fucked. Yeah, cr yeah, crystals and stones are really not going to help in a situation like this. I would, I would agree. So, okay. you could also do something to help make sure that you that you listen to your gut, right? Do something to heighten your intuition, so that way, you know, when you're when you decide you need to go out to the grocery store, it helps kind of guide you away from people who could be a potential issue or an infection. Um, or away from the store, you know, maybe you'll get that gut feeling of like, oh, I'm not going to go to the grocery store that's just up the street from me. Instead, I'm going to, I'm going to drive a little bit more because it's a nice day or, you know, I know that this other store, excuse me, sorry, um, has this particular thing I want. So I'm going to go there and pick it up all because, because it's on sale mm -hmm. and boom, you've successfully avoided the person who could have potentially affected you. Okay. Right. Those are all, those are all good. All right. Well, thank you for sharing this. You're welcome. So all right. Well, I think we're going to call this an episode. Cool. So, anyway. Awesome. 
So we will be back, of course, next week. I think next week, uh, at the request of one of our listeners, we are going to just be discussing glamour magic, which I thought we had discussed at some point. We kind of discussed I, it I, in I, the love magic. I worry sometimes that some of our sub- subjects are because everything within witchcraft and occultism and folk practice, so many of these things, they, they weave together. Mm-hmm. They'll kind of touch upon each other a little bit. I worry sometimes that some of our information is becoming a bit redundant. But, um, but yes, I think if I remember correctly, you, you were telling me, yeah, we, we t- discussed glamour magic at one point, but not really in detail. Yeah. We could do that. So, yeah. so next week we'll be back with a discussion on, on, uh, glamour magic. Um, as always, if you are listening to the podcast and you're liking what you're hearing, please follow us, give us a like, leave us a review on the streaming service that you're listening on. Um, that helps us out. Um. Beyond that, um, you know, follow us. We, we have a Facebook presence. We are on Instagram. And we love to hear from our listeners. If any of you have uh, suggestions for topics you'd like to hear us discuss or questions that you would like us to answer on a future episode, please please feel free to contact us and leave that information. Okay, um, we, are, we, will, we will absolutely get to those for you. So any last, any final words, Austin? Stay safe, stay healthy, stay witchy. Oh, lame. I knew you were going to throw that out there. Okay. All right. Thank you for that. If you are in Utah and you need supplies because you want to do that spell, stop on by tomorrow between the hours of 11 a.m. and 8 p.m. Yes, I'll be in the store. And I'm grumpy, so you'll have fun dealing with me. Yeah. He won't be grumpy to you. Probably not. I'm usually nice to the customers. Austin usually gets all my grief. Eh, it's fine. I can handle it. Well, you're, you do your psychic hygiene, so you're, you're nice and shielded, right? Totally. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, have a good night, everybody, a or good a good night. day, whatever time it may be. All right. And uh, we hope that you will join us again next week. Have a good day, night, whatever. Okay, bye. <laughs>